listening to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. Today, we're continuing the message we began earlier this week that's part of the series titled, Shift. Bishop Clark uses 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18 as the foundation scripture for part two of the message, Shift. So if a relationship is working the way God designed it for the relationship to work, shifts and changes will occur on a regular basis. God himself is telling me in strong, simple terms that when he is the center of my life, when he's the center of my joy, when he's my all in all, I don't get to pick what changes. I don't get to choose what changes or how it changes. If he's my joy, he determines what changes in my life. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about your resistance to the will of God or your acceptance to God's will. If his ways are not like our ways and his thoughts not like our thoughts, why would we think what we feel we should get every time? Why would we come? I don't need to go to church. This is what people say. I don't need to go to church. We really? Do you know God's will for your life? Have you even thought about it? Or are you telling me about what you dream? And what's selling around the world is how you can reach your dreams. But his will and his ways need to be implemented in your life. And if you're with God, he determines. He even determines the times and the changes. Amen. You can't tell God when you're going to have when you're going to have a baby or when a baby will die or when a husband will die or when a wife. will. You can't do you don't have that kind of control. He makes those decisions. And the longer the longer we walk with him, the more we're able to shift with him. Thank you, God. You've been saved a long time. You'll be able to shift easily. It's the ones that haven't walked with God that should be really complaining when there's a shift, especially a sudden shift. The longer you walk with him, the more you're able to adapt to the changes. So I can't determine the time in which he may shift in my life or even my place of reference. I'm used to being in a church. I'm used to coming to the house of the Lord. I'm used to grabbing a microphone. But what if he's shifted my place of reference? You used to go into the, to a, a job eight, uh, four, five days a week. You used to do it eight hours a day. What if he shift your place of reference? What if he wanted you to start a business and you had to throw in not eight hours a day, but about 16 for the first three years? Then everything shifts now, right? Everything has to shift. Your mentality has to shift. Okay? 
You adopt the baby or you have one. The baby's in charge, not you. So if you're used to being in, baby comes on, the baby tells you what to do. Eh, you got to get up and get some, eh, I got to go and get some milk. Eh. I'm tired. The baby don't care that you're tired. Eh. You got to get up and do what the baby's telling you to do if you're a good parent. Can the church say amen? Megan has come all the way into my room and say, Daddy, I'm thirsty. Well, you, you walk by the refrigerator, you know what I'm saying? You had to walk by it. And there's some things little girls ask for, you just can't say no. Get it yourself, get over there, get lost. You don't say that to little girls. You get up and you get the water. You may be complaining. You should ask you, what are you asking me for? But you get up and do it. What's wrong with her, man? I was resting. What's going on? You may complain, but you get up and do it. Here it goes, baby. That's how it works. Baby's always in charge. That's why I like to let kids raise their own children. You need to shift. You want me to shift? I've already shifted. I've already shifted to raise you. You want to go out there and do what grown people do and get a baby? You need to get up with the baby. I need you to walk around for a while. Shift your life. How are you going to go out for the weekend? How you going to go out for the weekend and I got the children? How you going to go on a crew? What? Where'd you get that money from? I just had to pay a car payment. I just had to get you out of trouble. Where did you get the money to go on a cruise? I don't even see you in church. You don't even give, but you got a new phone. How do you go to Las Vegas? Very spoiled. Shifts need to take place. If you're grown, do what grown people do. Go to work, keep your job, get your own house and pay your own bills and you won't complain as much. Come on, tell me, tell me to preach. Because we need to shift in our lives, and I'm shifting as a pastor, more efficient and effective. Thank you, God. Notice the word of God. This is out of Luke 6 and verse 46. Why do you call me Lord? Why do you call me Lord, Lord? I do not do what I say. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Double enunciation. Just like verily, verily, I say unto you. Truly, truly, I say unto you. When God says it twice, that means he's about to introduce something new. So if I, if, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you're not willing to shift and do something new? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you're going to remain the same? Why do you say dad, dad, and you don't want me to instruct you? 
Why would you say, Mom, Mom, you're not listening, but you don't want me to instruct you. You just want what you want. No, if you say Lord, Lord to God, you have to be willing to shift with God. This is what Jesus said. He is right here in Luke 6 and 46. Why do you call me Lord? Lord, and do not do what I say. In contrast, if we do call him Lord, Lord, we will be moving. That's what this scripture implies. If you call me Lord, Lord, you're going to shift now. Because I'm going to tell you something that's contrary to the course that you're taking. If you call me Lord, Lord, there's going to be some moving in your life. If you call me Lord, Lord, there's going to be exchanging in your life. If you call me Lord, Lord, there's going to be a change that occurs in your life. If you call me Lord, Lord, there's going to be some adjusting that's taking place in your life. Let me go over it again. If you say he's Lord, you're going to move. If you call him Lord, Lord, you're going to exchange. That means you'll exchange your will for his. If you call him Lord, Lord, there's going to be some things changing and rearranging in your life. And if you call him Lord, you're going to adjust in many areas. You have to make the adjustment. I remember when I got out of the military and I went on the Cape with my first, actually the first job that I got was in the post office. And the first thing they did when I was hired by the post office is to give me what they called an orientation. So I came in. They didn't care. They, 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 for the resume, all right, your military experience was okay. But now, this is how we do it at the post office. I want you to come in at one in the morning. One in the morning? I thought the, mail, the mailman don't arrive until seven. One in the morning. Major adjustment for me. Because I wasn't used to daylight work. I mean nighttime work. I was used to getting up like most people get up in the morning and then you go to work in the morning and you come home in the evening. But if I got to go to work at one in the morning, that means I got to go to sleep earlier. Some adjusting needs to take place. They didn't ask me, didn't tell me all of that. They didn't care about how you're going to do it. They said, if you work here, you need to get here at 1 in the morning and you're not late. You don't show up at 1.30 talking about I had a flat tire and I'm just feeling some kind of way and I've been depressed. <laughs> I'm trying to help some people because there's some people here that have the head, head is off. You can't stand nobody telling you what to do, but you always got these mind problems. I'm just really stressed out. What do you mean you're stressed out? Stressed out about what? You, you haven't tasted desperate yet. And most of the issues are self-inflicting. It's not like the world is coming against you. You're doing things you shouldn't do. Ah, meddling, right? I need to keep preaching. Hopefully I preach hell out of this place. Hopefully. You need to get here at one in the morning. And I was like, okay. So I get there at one in the morning. And they said, okay, here's a big truck that just came from Jacksonville. And I need you to empty it. This is a semi-truck of mail. I didn't even have a clue about how mail works. It backs up. It was cold on the dock. My God, I'm pulling it out, bringing it in. And they just dump it on the floor. 
And here comes a supervisor. He's not talking nice. He doesn't walk around and say, okay, uh, Merton, I need you to work with this for a while. Make sure you take care of it. And don't, you know, if you got, need to take a break, you know, just let me know and everything will be okay. He's like, get on the job and I need this done in 15 minutes because another one is coming. Whoa. Well, I get my, put my back in it. I start working with it. 15 minutes, I move, right? But right before 15 minutes is over, in the 13th minute, I'm almost done. He said, all right, Clark, I need you to drop that and move over here to this big pile. But I'm almost done with this one. He doesn't care. I need you with your strong self and your strong back. I need you to put some of that strength over here. Three hours, I, there's no stopping at all. I've been going for three hours with no break at all because the mail is coming in. And it keeps coming. And it keeps coming. And I got this flashback. I said, I see how some of these male people just go off on folk and just blow everybody up. I can see it. Everybody want to wear a nice suit. Everybody want to look like they got it going on. But you didn't want to go to college. You didn't do what you needed to do. And you certainly don't want to do manual labor. Where are you? I found myself in a... I had to make adjustments. And when you got a baby, you can't quit. I said you can't quit when you have a baby. I don't care what you're going through. You don't leave your job until you have a better one. Amen. That's about the discipline. So why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I tell you to do? Make the adjustments. And if God is Lord of your life, then there's going to be some moving, some exchanging, some changing, and some adjusting. On a regular basis with God. That's how he keeps the relationship fresh. So I don't want to preach it in a way where it's always... At, um, uh, laborious to work with God but there are, there are adjustments and the way you deal with that is to remain flexible flexible flexibility and enthusiasm will help you with changes just to remain flexible and enthusiastic so when God gives you a command step to it jump to it don't don't become lethargic turning slow what what just go ahead and turn yes sir that's how you move with God. When God speaks, yes, sir, I'll take care of that. If you want to work and climb up the corporate ladder when you work and then your boss tell you to do something, stop. Shh, shh, shh. No, I'm going to make the adjustment. I need you to do so-and-so. Yes, sir, got it. Don't worry about that. I got that. Okay, you start doing that, you're going to rise the corporate ladder. You can be the smartest of the smart. You can have all of the, all of the degrees ever. You got a problem with changing. You're not flexible. You're not going to make a difference. I'm telling you what works. I've seen it over the years. Glory to God. One thing about my son is different from Megan. My son, if I give him something to do, he usually jumps to it. Megan... That's how she moved. Mama said, Megan, you wash the dishes. I, I'm taking care of it, Mama. She, I, it's six hours. <laughs> I 
I'm watching the whole thing. I'm watching it. What you going to do with those nails? What you going to do with those nails? Those nails are too long. How you going to type with those long nails? How you going to be a doctor doing surgery with those nails? We need to make some adjustments. Now I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. This is my baby, right? Now when it's time to go to the mall, she jumps to it. Sitting in the car. But when it's time to wash some clothes, Write it down, change is ground zero of your spiritual life. I said change is ground zero. Before you build a building, you need to denude. It means to dig out, to clear. So before you see any building being born or any bridge, look at 95 from Miko Road all the way up to the north end of the county of Brevard. You're going to see they're building bridges across 95. They're going to clear out the land first. That's what needs to happen. If there's going to be change, we need to clear some stuff. That's what God does. If you understand change, when he starts clearing things out, you don't get hurt. Some relationships he ain't going to let you have no more. He's going to denude it. They'll just walk away from you without saying bye. And you need to get ready for that. And he wants it to happen. And he wants your heart to bleed because he's trying to get you ready for the next phase. You need to be able to make some shifts. Glory to God. So the next time somebody just walks out of your life, ask God to give you the gift of goodbye. And if they can walk without saying goodbye, they really weren't with you anyway. I want you all to get this. I said if they can walk without saying goodbye, they are really not with you. They weren't with you probably a year before it happened. Their heart had already shifted. Glory to God. And so you need to be able to stop crying about their gone. You need to be able to say, Lord, help me. Give them the kiss of goodbye and keep stepping. And cry as you walk. I've been here before and I'm telling you what works and what doesn't work. I love people. I really do. My mama loved, loved people. Just love people. Love people. My mama loved people. Baking pies. Loved people. At her funeral, I said, all of you all that owe her money for those pies that she baked for you, I want you to pay it to me right now. It's a true story. Many of those people never paid for the pie. She was that kind of person, loved people. And so when I became a pastor, I saw the same tendency. I love people. I really do. But everybody don't love at the same level. Some people love when you feed them. 
Start feeding them. They'll love dry up. I see the provision has left. I had a lady tell me the provision. I see provision has left. I done paid your house payment. Help you with your light bill. I just said no this time. I want y'all to hear this. <laughs> Husband left me, Bishop. I don't know how I'm going to make it. It's January. Okay, we'll help you here. But you need to get predictable income. Well, God told me to do Mary Kate. Well, I said you need to get a predictable income. Next month. Really hurting this time. Need car payment. All right, bam. I said you need a predictable income. That's not what God told me. So I said within myself, if she comes again, what do I do? The third month, I need so-and-so. No, we can't do that. Because I said you need a predictable. Well, God told me so-and-so. And then God told me to tell you. And if God told you that, then he would give you provision. But you're coming to me for the provision. Well, I never, I never heard a preacher. <laughs> I'm the first to get you straight. Am I the first to get you straight? So you mad at me? Next thing I get a long letter. The provision has ceased and God is moving me to another ministry. That happens a thousand times. And in the new ministry, they never ask the pastor, especially if he's Caucasian. And when he say no, they know I'm out of here. Yes, sir. So I understand what's going on. And that I'm telling on the world so all of you can get your head together. I've been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. Now, you pay for a house payment. You pay for a car payment. And then let them say that to you when you say no. I did it for her own good. This is after getting the car. That man right over there, Benjamin Kane, owned a car lot. And he gave me a vehicle. And I fixed it and gave it to her for free. Think about what I'm saying. So you can ride with your kids. <laughs> That's another part of the equation. All I said is now, since you're getting a lot of things for free, can you sow the money for the tire? Because you got to pay something. <laughs> you keep asking for gifts and you ain't giving nothing. Here to develop the woman, right? But she said, provision has dried up. That's a lot of provision. I ain't got nothing for it. No exchange, no change, no shifts. Glory to God. That's how it works. So I have to shift as a leader. I had to grow up. This is what, the third year of our ministry? I had to shift and change in how we flow. Maybe you came in when I'm going off, but you don't know what I went through. Let's go! Hi, I'm Pastor Sabrina Clark. We've rebranded our women's ministry. The new name is Awaken. Awaken means to arouse from sleep, to stop sleeping, enlightenment, illumination. Ladies, it's time to rise and shine. 
I would like to cordially invite you to our 15th annual women's conference. It's entitled Rise and Shine. Ladies, this conference was created just for you. With a registration fee of only $35, you get two days of powerful praise and worship along with prolific and anointed speakers. Friday, September 13th at 7.30 a.m., the conference kicks off with a time of intercessory prayer led by our international prayer ministry, followed by a morning full of praise, worship, informative training sessions with the exhortation done by our senior pastor, Bishop Merton L. Clark. Friday evening, the conference continues promptly at 7.30 p.m. as we gather for another powerful worship experience featuring an anointed word given by our special guest, Bishop Julia M. McMillan, Senior Pastor of New Dawn Restoration Center in Tampa, Florida. On Saturday morning, be sure to wear your denim and pearls because we're back at it at 10 a.m. for day two of our conference, featuring a special message by our conference host, Pastor Sabrina Clark. Ladies, mark your calendars for the Awakened Women's Conference, Rise and Shine, Friday morning, September 13th, starting at 7.30 a.m., Friday evening, September 13th, starting at 7.30 p.m., and Saturday morning, September 14th, starting at 10 a.m. For more information and to register for the conference, go to the official conference website at www.truthrevealed.org. It's time to be aroused to purpose, to destiny, to fulfill your God-given potential. Set your eyes on the present and embrace your future. I'll see you at the conference. <laughs> That's for the struggle. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2490. That's reference number 2490. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. It is a joy to come to you weekly to share the gospel. If you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, I believe God to return to you a hundredfold return on what you would sow into the ministry into the word of truth revealed. I want you to think about that. I also would like to hear from you. I would like for you to write me a letter or email me uh, and let me know what you think about this broadcast. I'm eager to hear from the listening audience and to know how we can best serve you. Listen, stick with the word of truth revealed. And until next time, I'll see you 
and truth revealed.